Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here listening to this podcast. I have show notes, I have videos, I have articles. I have a long-term homework assignment for any of you that want to use it as that, or for those of you who disciple others, counsel others, train others, small group lead others. I would encourage you to use this podcast and all of the resources that are embedded in these show notes. This is episode 179. I will explain what it's about in just a moment. But if you will take all these resources, many articles, two videos, graphics, and that you would use this as a homework assignment to help uh, those within your sphere of influence, within your sphere of care. Now, the reason that I set it up like that is because what I want to talk about today is something that all of us struggle with. Actually, it's three things. The title of this episode, 179, is The Mysterious Interplay of Fear, Anger, and Self-Reliance. All of us struggle with fear to varying degrees. All of us struggle with anger to varying degrees. And we're all tempted, without question, to take matters into our own hands. And that's what I mean by self-reliance. But what I want to do in this podcast is I don't want to talk about fear in a standalone silo way. I don't want to talk about anger by itself or self-reliance by itself. I want to put these three things together because we struggle with all three of them to varying degrees. But in this podcast, I want to connect them and walk you through a way in which they work out in our lives, in lives of those that you care for. And this is a big deal because we're born in Adam, and we do struggle, and sometimes our sins can, one sin can attach itself to another and then another, and then they can create this, this mutant, and it, it works out in a specific area in our lives, and that's what fear, anger, and self-reliance do. Now, to be afraid is to be normal, and you need to hear that. It is important that you hear that. People who struggle with fear can either not know this or they can forget it, and they think that they are abnormal. But if you are a fearful person, I mean, at the very core, it means that you are a normal human being. Because here's the truth. Nobody comes into the world, except for Jesus, unfearful. Did you hear that statement? Nobody can get into this place. Nobody can stand on this sphere that we call the earth and be unafraid. Fear is a core Adamic problem that we all get at birth. It's a part of what it means to be born naturally as a human being. And fear can tempt us to be angry, meaning I am afraid that I'm not going to get something that I want and so I respond in anger as a way of getting the very thing that I want. And that's the interplay between fear and anger in this podcast. And of course, if you respond in, sin, in sinful anger to get what you want because you are afraid, that means you're self-reliant 
rather than relying on God, you're using your own human sinful fallen tendencies to manipulate a situation so you can get what you want because you are afraid. And so that is the interplay that I want to deal with in this podcast. Again, it's episode 179, The Mysterious Interplay of Fear, Anger, and Self-Reliance. Now you can see the logical order now of how they work out. I am afraid, point one. Therefore, I respond in anger, point two as a way of assuaging my fear, getting what I want, manipulating the person or the situation to get what I want. And because that is a sinful way of doing things, it is self-reliance, point three. And so if you want to read this information here, go to episode 179 of the Life Over Coffee podcast, The Mysterious Interplay of Fear, Anger, and Self-Reliance. Read these articles. Spend a few months studying these articles, watching these videos, listening to these podcasts, looking at these graphics, and it will serve you well regeneration, and what I mean by that, when God saves you. The Lord regenerated me in 1984. I became what we call born again, which is Jesus's language when he was talking to Nicodemus in in John 3, 7. He told Nicodemus, don't marvel. I said to you, you must be born again. The 25 cent theological word for salvation or being born again is regeneration. Regeneration does not dominate and does not vanquish this collection of temptations that I'm talking about in this podcast. The collection is fear, anger, and self-reliance. I don't want you to be disappointed. I do remember when the Lord, or after the Lord regenerated me in 1984, and there were sins that I was doing before he saved me that I was doing after he saved me. I call this uh, one of my initial disappointments with God. I was so disappointed because part of my reasoning to become a Christian is because I wanted a better life, and I thought that when I asked Jesus into my heart that I would be born again and that all my problems would go away, and that is not how it works. Now, I did not know the Apostle Paul. I had not read any of his writings But soon afterward, I did read his writings, and I realized that Paul was very clear when he said in Ephesians 4.22 that we bring our former manner of life into our salvation and sanctification experiences, all of us. We bring that life that we had in the past, we bring it across the salvation line, and we bring it into our salvation and our sanctification experience. Now, without question, you need God's redemption to get a leg up on your fear. But it does not mean that you will have total victory over your fear, over your anger, over your temptations to self-reliance, at least not at the point of salvation. Now, the Lord saved me as as I said, in 84, and it's been many years since then, and God has helped me to work through this, this logical order, this collection of sin problems and how they worked out in my life of fear, using anger to assuage my fear, which is a self-reliant maneuver. 
You see the dynamics of this interplay early in a person's life. Let me illustrate a very basic illustration that I would assume that all of you have seen a time or two. It's a child who cannot get what he wants, and he becomes fearful because he cannot get what he wants. And so what does he do? Well, he resorts to a tantrum. He throws a fit. <laughs> the Bible word is he gets angry. I want what I want. I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want. I don't know any other way to respond, and so I get angry. Now, please understand that every angry outburst is not because of fear, though many angry outbursts are because of fear. There are several reasons for people to get angry, and the fearful heart is only one of them. I have often said that anger is the manipulative tactic of an insecure person who is trying to get their way. And so in this context, in this podcast, I want you to understand the sequence. I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want. What do I do? I respond in anger and the sinful anger, and that is self-reliance. Now, the discerning parent understands this possibility in their child. And so they began the process of helping the child to learn better responses when things aren't going his way. Because this is what the parent knows. This child's going to turn 15 and 25 and 35 and 45. And if you don't take care of this problem when the child is one, one and a half, two, two and a half years of age, it will only get worse. And this is what we call a habit or a habituation, a sinful habituation that will eventually catch the child in the sense that Paul talked about in Galatians 6.1, the word he used, if any person is caught, he's talking about an addiction. And if this child learns early to manipulate a situation through anger to become a self-reliant child, it will become a habit. And it will be harder to break this from the child if the parent is not doing their job. They will create the habit of, for the child of angrily responding when he can't get what he wants. Now at that point, there will be the introduction of another habit into his life, and of course that's self-reliance. I am afraid. I have learned to respond in anger. Hey, I got what I want. I become a self-sufficient human being. Self-sufficiency is a human-centered reaction to attain or to acquire whatever it is that you have your mind set on. And so we're all born this way. Every one of us came through our two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. It's called being born in Adam. But there are other ways that a person or a person's fear causes sinful habituations that tempt that individual to anger, which is self-reliance. For example, a person who experiences abuse, like say from an authority figure, like a dad, like what happened to me, or a spiritual mentor, or an employer, this kind of person can feel as though they have no help, they have no recourse but to respond in anger as a way to keep the person from hurting them again and again. Now, by the way, that is a proper response. So don't hear what I am not saying. Please don't upload what I'm not saying here. 
Responding in righteous anger when someone is threatening you is absolutely appropriate, biblical, it's the right thing to do. But remember, we're fallen people. And so I could say that a lot of times as a child, when I was being abused by my father, that my anger was righteous, but I had nobody to come along beside me and to help me to sort out what is righteous anger and sinful anger, and that happens all too often. And what happens is those things become symbiotic. They're mixed in together where you can no longer distinguish, and it's just your habit, whether it's right or wrong to respond in anger, you just respond in anger. And so now we have an individual who is not being threatened per se, but they are habituated into reacting this way anytime they have this sense of fear that is triggering up inside of them. The theme that I'm talking about here is the interplay between fear, anger, and self-reliance. Self-sufficient anger is a manipulative tactic to mask fear as the frustrated person fights back to get what they want or to push others away from them if they fear the person is going to hurt them. And in the context of this podcast, only in the context of this podcast, I am dealing with, interacting with the sinful side of this notion I'm not talking about righteous anger at all. I'm not talking about any appropriate time when you should respond in anger. But I'm talking about habituated, caught people who respond sinfully because they have been trained that way. There are times when righteous anger is the right response because it does keep you from being hurt again. But here's the problem. Because of our fallenness, We do quickly pick up the wrong habits that enslave us. In short, we become angry people. The human response to fear is self-reliance. The key word here is human. The man-centered, human-centered response to fear is always self-reliance as opposed to God-reliance. And the way it becomes a habit is when a child who is not mature enough to understand these deeper truths, this interplay that I'm talking about here in this podcast, they can do the only thing that an Adam person can do. It is straight-up, hardcore survival of the fittest. I've described it this way for many of these children because I was one of those children. It's like when you take a puppy and you throw the puppy in the pond, the puppy has two choices. I can either drown or I can swim, and both of them are problematic. Drowning, well, that's obvious. But if you learn how to swim, you become self-reliant. You see, you don't have God. I did not have God. I was not a Christian. I didn't have anybody to teach me about God. And I was being abused and hurt, and so I learned to become a self-sufficient person. I would take care of myself because nobody else would take care of me. And part of that was correct. But because of our fallenness, because of the interplay of our Adamic nature, well, that also creates sinful bad habits, and I had a ton of them. The proper response to fear is humility, and that is something that I couldn't do. 
God gives us this gift of humility, and with this gift of humility comes his empowering favor. It is grace that gives us power to overcome our problems, and I didn't have that. In most cases, these adults like me, they need someone to come alongside them to help them to see how they have become the way that they are. And then you want to carefully walk them through the long-term and necessary mind renewal, the internal mental changes, the change, the transformation of your soul internally, and then you begin to put on Christ. And so you put off the old man and his former manner of life. You begin this long-term mind renewal, the washing of your mind with God's Word, and then you begin to put on Christ. And it takes a while to do that. But the first step, if you struggle this way, the first step is for you to understand this interplay. The interplay between fear, I'm afraid, Here's my long-term habituated response to fear. I get angry. And then, of course, that is self-reliance. Now, if if it is a child that is doing this, you want to patiently teach the child in terms and ways that they can understand. They would not be able to watch these videos, to be able to read these articles, to be able to listen to this podcast, to be able to look at all the graphics that I have here. They would not be able to do that. And so you want to patiently train this child, parent this this habituation out of the child. But if it's an adult with this kind of habituation, you will be able to help them more effectively. Now, I'm assuming that they are teachable. You have to be very careful and be patient with them because sometimes it takes them a while to even get to the point of teachability. I have counseled many abused people in my life And when they come to me, well, they look at me like every other person, every other authority figure in their life, and they respond in anger to me, and I'm not doing anything to them. This is what I meant a while ago, that this is their habit. This is the way that they respond, even though there is no threat. And so when you're helping them, you need to understand this. I have described it like the person with the world's worst sunburn. The very thing that they need is the very thing that you have, but if you put it on them, if you touch them, if you put that lotion on them, they're going to jump, recoil, maybe respond in anger towards you because they are afraid, and so you need much courage, a whole lot of competence, and a ton of compassion when you are walking them through this because it is a significant problem, the interplay between fear, anger, and self-reliance. Now, it is important that you understand that this is a mortification issue more than an amputation issue. Now, what I mean by that is in Matthew 5, verses, verse 30, Jesus talked about if your hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. These are amputatable things that you can just stop, throw the beer or, or pour the beer down the drain, put some kind of device on your computer. You can do these physical, uh, mechanical things that you can just cut off things. You can drive a different way to work. If the path that you take to work takes you by the place that tempts you to do whatever it is that you do, these are amputation things that you can do. And there may be some of that in play here. 
But the bigger issue and the harder issue is the mortification problem. Mortification is more internal, not external. The word mortification means to make dead, to kill it dead. It means that you want to mortify and you want to drain the life out of these inner heart motivations. You want to remove the vitality, the thing that gives these sinful motivations life. You want to drain that out of a person. Mortification is different from cutting something off. It takes time. And the three critical areas that the individual will have to focus on is fear, in this order, fear, that is the core problem down in the person's heart that you want to address. That's a big issue. And then what comes out of that fear is anger. And you'll see that behaviorally coming out of their mouths. As Jesus said, uh, from what comes off their tongues, what comes off their lips reveals what comes out of their hearts. And so the three critical areas, the fear that is down in the heart, the anger that flows up and out of that fear. And then, of course, all of that is wrapped in self-reliance, a self-reliant way of, of bringing perceived safety into the individual's life. Now, to learn more about self-sufficiency, I do have these, this article here. I have a video. I have several other articles, and you can just keep going and going inside of our website, and there's a lot of training here. Now, if you are counseling people, if you're pastoring, uh, small group leading, discipling someone, if you're married to someone who is, who is wrapped up in fear and they're just outbursting in anger, using these self-reliant ways of responding in anger, then take episode 179 here and bookmark it and just let this episode be a long-term homework assignment for the person that you are serving. I want to add one more wrinkle and one more thing. Two more thoughts for you before I wrap up this podcast. Here's the wrinkle. One of the things to factor in is that you will never entirely vanquish fear out of your life. Now, there's a lot of mystery at this point, and I understand that. But you do know that all of your problems will not go away entirely because you can't be perfect in this life. I am not trying to discourage you. I don't want to throw you into despair, but I want you to be a realist, and I want you to have enough enough self-awareness to understand that this is not just a long-term battle. You can mortify it, but to completely kill it, probably not. You see, there are two ditches, and you're going to have to live between both of those ditches. In one ditch is giving up, despair, depression, resignation. Stay out of that ditch. Stay out of that ditch. On the other side is expecting God to just remove this completely out of your life. I don't know anybody, I mean... I don't think I've ever met a person who has completely conquered fear out of their lives. But we don't have to be discouraged about that because we have God who's fighting for us, in us, through us. And so we don't have to resign ourselves to being enslaved to fear all of our lives. But we don't have to live in this 
delusion to where we are denying some significant realities about our life. Instead, we can live with hope because God is fighting for us. And so we want to cooperate with Him. As Paul said in Philippians 2, God is working in you. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And so you fight the good fight while trusting the Lord to give you what you need in your time of need. That's the wrinkle that I want to throw in here because I don't want you to be delusional (laughs) thinking that all your problems are going to go away or that you ignored them or that you do fall in this ditch of despair and resignation. Now, one more thing. There's another angle attached to this idea of permanent imperfection in this life, and that is this. Listen carefully. Sometimes the Lord permits some things in our lives to train us in righteousness. Now, I realize what I just said is highly, a highly subjective perspective, but you do know this, right? The Lord does allow challenges in our lives to instruct us to depend on Him. That's why you don't want to resign. That's why you don't want to give up or jump in that ditch of despair. You want to see the Lord not only working for you, but permitting and allowing things in your life. The key is to never give up while living with reasonable expectations. That's wisdom there. Don't ever give up, but live with reasonable expectations. And usually, it's our life-dominating sins like fear that does stay with us all of our lives. But it, we are making it dead day by day, week by week, month by month. But guess what is happening here? You see, I don't find this discouraging at all. This idea gives me self-awareness that, that God is working and permitting things in my life, which here's what God is really doing. He's giving you many opportunities to, to trust Him, which in time Guess what happens? You build new habituations like perseverance, discipline, hope, faith, charity, charity toward other strugglers. You build new habituations toward godliness because the Lord is permitting these things in your life because He is training you in righteousness This is episode 179, The Mysterious Interplay of Fear, Anger, and Self-Reliance. I have a few questions for you, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Number one, do you struggle with fear? Well, the answer to that question is you do. Now, the better question is how, how much do you struggle with fear? Now, I'm not asking per se, are you struggling? I'm not asking about episodes, of fear as much as being characterized by fear, anxiousness, and worry. Perhaps you a person, you are a person who has mortified your fear to the point to where it's just episodic. It happens on occasion, and when it happens on occasion, you have trained yourself, you have built into yourself godly habituations like perseverance, discipline, hope, faith, charity. And when those episodes come into your life, you know how to take those thoughts captive and and you move on and you can move on somewhat quickly. 
And so when I say do you struggle with fear, I'm not talking about episodic fear that comes in and you you apply these godly habituations toward it and you move on. I'm talking about a pattern of fear to the point to where you are characterized as a fearful person. If you are, you need to talk about that with someone, that competent, courageous, compassionate Christian. Number two, when an outcome is not happening the way that you had hoped, does insecurity, it's a synonym for fear, does insecurity begin to control your mind? I want you to think about that. When an outcome is not happening the way that you hoped, does insecurity begin to take hold of your mind? Does fear begin to take hold of your mind? If so, here's your question, why does that happen? And then number three, do you retaliate angrily? Now, this is the heart of the podcast. We're talking about self-reliance. Do you retaliate angrily when things seem to be slipping from your control? If so, you'll want to address the fear, anger, self-reliance construct that tries to manage your life. Episode 179, The Mysterious Interplay of Fear, Anger, and self-reliance. If we can serve you in any way regarding this issue or something else, we have free community forums, and you are more than welcome to jump on those forums and ask questions about this or questions about anything else that may be on your mind. Get your username, get your password, make sure you are logged in and you can ask your questions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Life Over Coffee. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.